Good morning, sea seekers and coffee keepers. Welcome to Morning Brews and Cruise News. As always, I'm your captain on this information voyage, Trevor Shelby. Today is Friday, July 7th, and we're ready to dive into the heart of the cruising world. But first, let's take that all-important first sip of the day. This is the Perk City Donut Shop blend or whatever. So <laughs> the name will be in the below. So let's, let's give it a shot. It smells good. Okay, that's good coffee. We're going to give that a 7.9 out of 10. We almost got the 8. Almost got the 8 on this one. This is good coffee. Now, friends, we've got a riveting tell on our hands. Picture this. You're on the high seas. The salty breeze is in your hair. And suddenly, your cruise liner... We're talking about the illustrious Ruby Princess has an unexpected rendezvous with the San Francisco dock. That's right, folks. This morning, we're diving into the details about the dockside drama that has everyone talking. The Ruby Princess cruise ship has reportedly collided with Pier 27 in San Francisco while docking. According to the U.S. Coast Guard, might as well just do it. <laughs> Who else delivers their cruise news this way? I mean, seriously. <laughs> oh, goodness. Princess Cruises are calling. The Ruby Princess cruise ship has reportedly collided with Pier 27 in San Francisco while docking. According to the U.S. Coast Guard, the morning mishap has left damage on both sides of the hole in the dock. We're going to go ahead and... And cut away from the cat cam here. We're going to show some pictures. The more... The <laughs> Princess Cruises are calling the incident unexpected contact. A phrase we don't usually associate with our morning coffee. But, you know, it happens, I guess. As we speak, technical experts and the shoreside teams are working diligently to access the damage. And determine the ship's departure time that's for these next set of passengers. Now, you may be wondering, uh, you know, what about these passengers? Maybe what happened with the ones that were on board? Well, the Ruby Princess was wrapping up a 10-day cruise that was to Alaska that began on June 26. She had 3,323 passengers on board. Passengers described the experience as surreal. Some even compared the impact to the feeling of like when a tugboat comes up against a ship. Reports from some passengers described the experience as surreal. One passenger noted that the ship seemed to be spinning maybe a little unusually quickly as they approached the dock. But what about the next cruise departure time? As of 9.40 p.m. last night, the Ruby Princess had reported that the departure time frame had yet to be determined. They assured the safety of their guests and crew that it was their top priority, and they won't sell unless the ship is deemed fit by U.S. Coast Guard. But there's some more to the story. What about the man that was at the helm during this incident, the bar pilot? You see, San Francisco has what's called bar pilots. There is an investigation into this incident, and it's really in its early stages. The San Francisco bar pilots, they're responsible for safely navigating the ships over the offshore sandbar to the docks in the Bay Area. 
and they're cooperating with all the necessary agencies that are looking into the matter. Now, today, I wanted to kind of look into the unique and risky world of San Francisco bar pilots. These are courageous people that embark on one of the most hazardous commutes to work imaginable. Their workday starts with a leap from a bobbing little boat to a rope ladder suspended from what is sometimes a 15-story cargo ship. And this is all while, you know, you're in waves and everything else. The San Francisco bar pilots are a dedicated group. They have the task of steering some of the world's most substantial cargo ships and cruise ships in and out of San Francisco Bay, a feat that they have accomplished for over two centuries. These experts, aptly named bar pilots, pose a really unique skill where they can navigate these real shallow channels that just have sandbars everywhere. And their duty isn't merely an act of courage and skill, it's a responsibility assigned by federal and state laws. A local bar pilot must take over the command of the ship's captain to guide the vessel through the San Francisco Bay a requirement designed to safeguard not only the precious cargo on board and the passengers, but also the bay's fragile environment. Now, this role has evolved over time. During the 1850s gold rush, the inception of the bar pilots was to protect these grand ships from the environment. Now their primary role is to protect the environment from the possible adverse impacts of these enormous vessels. They're a vital role in keeping the economy moving, especially during the recent pandemic that had all these supply chain disruptions. Now, I found it interesting that becoming a bar pilot is far from being simple. Bar pilots must possess a 15 years total of experience as captains of deep sea ocean vessels or tugboats, which follows an intense four-year academy. The selection process includes a rigorous written exam, a simulator test, and an in-depth interview. Those who clear all of those hurdles then undertake further training that spans 18 more months to three years. You know, a typical day for a bar pilot involves navigating through narrow 50-foot deep channels with restricted room on all sides. Add to that the challenges of sandbars, boat traffic, cross currents, not to mention that this is San Francisco. Visibility can be non-existent at times. In these kind of conditions, a bar pilot must rely on several different things like radar, GPS, and just pure instinct. Given all this, it'll be really interesting to kind of find out what did happen. It really does sound like these bar pilots are not only just highly trained and highly skilled, but, you know, they, they do this on the regular. This isn't, this isn't his first rodeo, which is a, a, a saying I really, really hate. You know, one thing that this has kind of sold me on, and I've had, you know, close calls with other cruises as well, where, you know, maybe 
I should really always, you know, look into something like an insurance or something, some kind of vacation protection that's beyond what your cruise line gives you. Because, like, you could incur several expenses because of this. You flew out this, like, if it, if it was me, I'd had to have flown out to San Francisco. And let's say that it gets canceled and I'm going to have to find places to stay. That's going to cost an arm and a leg. San Francisco's not cheap. <laughs> it's a really expensive place. And I really don't even know how common, like how often people seek out other, you know, insurance beyond what the cruise lines offer. You know, pop down below. Do you get it? I mean, you know, just let me know. I don't typically, but it's something that I've been more wise to in recent years. So let me know what you do and maybe who you go through and you can give me some tips and tricks. So how about that? If you're listening on the podcast just click the link down in the description and it'll take you to the YouTube video. And you can talk to me directly. I respond to everybody. Except for you, Ted. <laughs> I ain't responded to you. Also, if you're listening on YouTube, did you know that you could take the news with you in your pocket and like hook it up in your car and then, you know, you could just listen to me too as well. So go look at any, you know, of your major podcasting networks and you will find this show. It's under Morning Brews and Cruise News. So definitely go there. Subscribe. Check it out. Every little bit supports the channel. Anyways, guys, that's all we have for now. So stay tuned for more updates from Morning Brews and Cruise News. Make sure you're subscribed. My name is Trevor Shelby. Remember, folks, life is like a voyage. You never know where the seas may take you. So stay alert, stay caffeinated, and above all else, stay cruising. Smooth sailing, peer runners.